Hey, what is up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and I'm here today with Canadian professional wrestler, the amazing Alex Mays. What's up, Alex? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Hello, everyone. I'm doing your What about covered. you? Oh, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining me, even though you uh, you sound a little under the weather. Yeah, I had a little, a little cold while here in Canada. Like, it's cold all the time, but I had a little cold. I'm coming out of it. I'm fighting through it. Like, my throat is my weak spot. <laughs> You're fighting through it like the fighter you are. Exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. Hey, so before we get into things, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit off there. Uh, Sami Zayn returned home to Montreal recently. Uh, what does that mean to Montreal? Uh, it felt... It felt like a breath of fresh air. It felt something different. It felt like the underdog finally could do it. Like Sami Zayn is not is not the typical main push guy, like the big True McIntyre, Roman Reigns yeah. type, type of guy. Is the guy fighting from under. The guy fighting for all the small guys like me. And especially with what was happening with the storyline with Roman Reigns. And in Montreal, like... It was nuts. Like it, the stars were, were aligned. That's true. And then at, at the end of the at the end of the elimination chamber, uh, Sami Zayn got himself in a little bit of hot water, and then Kevin Owens came out to make the save, and that was just just tremendous. Like it's just amazing to see these two guys who were you know essentially nobodies, right? And they go through Ring of Honor, and they go through all these indies, and they come up, and now they're on top of the world, and they're back home. Uh, doing what they do in front of thousands and thousands of people. Exactly. And especially like in the past, like many years, usually when you come up, when a wrestler go to Montreal in WWE, like it's, it's not a good thing that happens. But like <laughs> yeah. over there at Elimination Chamber, it felt like everything came together. It felt like that's where it was our WrestleMania for us. Absolutely. Yeah. It was for him too, I think, for Sammy. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It's funny though, you mentioned uh Montreal. Montreal, you're right, does kind of have a bad stigma as far as WWE goes, just because of the screw job. You know, it's been like 30 years and it's still <laughs> it's still like, oh, uh, I don't know, we're going to Montreal, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you always prepare for the worst. Yeah, but like I yeah. feel it, it'll never be as worse as the original screw job. They try like pull out stunts every time like they come to Montreal. Like I know a couple years ago they had a pay per view called Breaking Points, and they tried to do a screw a screw job with the the Undertaker who tapped out or something. Like it's not the same. We know it's storyline. The in, back in nineteen ninety seven, it wasn't. <laughs> we didn't know what was happening. There were no internet like what was going on <laughs> yeah right are you talking about i think it was like undertaker tapped out and then the, somebody got pinned at the same time or something i don't remember correctly but i remember oh, like it was T- teddy long that screwed the undertaker oh no not teddy long holla, holla. that was a while ago holla holla hey alex uh i was i was noticing that uh iws has a big show coming up and uh they're being invaded by gcw you want to tell us a little bit about this show? Yes, actually, it all started in December. In December, like we had the big announcement, like Manny, the promoter, came out. Like 
telling us how proud he is. Like we sold out Olympia, which is one of the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, theater in Montreal. Wow. We sold out, like it, it was, it was nuts. Like it was, it, we sold out so, so well that cops came in while well, cops told, uh, came before the show, told us like, please open the door. because you're blocking the streets. Because oh, so the, like, the line for people out to get in was blocking yeah. the streets. So this is a show that you guys did in December. Exactly. So Manny ca- comes out. He's really proud of us. Like, oh, we sold out the thank you for uh, for all the fans. And then lights, all the lights turned off. And then Nick Gage and all the GCW guys send us a, a message. Last show in January, Effie came in, attacked Manny. The IDBS guy came out, like, just tried to save him, but, like, he, they sent him through light tubes. But wow. that's what IDBS is known for. Yesterday, they tried to they tried to mess up with Speedball Mike Bailey, who's an IWS original. Yeah, and, he is. Uh, and our friends at ID, from IDBS, TDT, Tabarnak, the team, Green Phantom, Sexy Eddie, all came out. To invade GCW, it was our turn to attack them. So oh, for them, we're 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 the mean guys, but for us, we're just <laughs> saving our pride. So this Saturday, March 11th, it's it's full on war. Like it's every match is IWS versus GCW. I'm proud to be part of that show. Like I, my match got announced last week. I'm in a tag team match against Alec Price and Jimmy Lloyd. Personally, like I remember, when you you start wrestling, you're thinking like, "Oh, someday I'd like to wrestle like those guys." And like, and I do remember like watching Alec Price, and like I was impressed with him. Like, he's one of them. Like, he's really good, and everything he does, like everything, he everything he says makes sense, and like he always gets gets a good reaction, whatever he do. And like, there's always good things. Like, someday I'll face him. Like, and then. The match got announced like, oh, that's quick. <laughs> like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. That's awesome. So basically, uh, not just for you, but the whole card's going to be a whole bunch of dream matches. Pretty much, yes. It's it's our time to shine. It's our time to show off like what IDBS has been standing about uh, for for the past 20 years. That's incredible, man. Uh, this Saturday, uh, un-effing sanctioned, IWS. Versus GCW, and I can tell you right now who the winners are going to be. The fans. Yes, yes. Hell yeah! You thought I was <laughs> going to say gonna them, be... didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the fans will be happy, and hopefully, we put on a one hell of a show because, like, there's going to be enough for everyone. There's going to be there's the fan bring the weapon tag team match as a main event. Oh, are, I saw like, that. That's oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. Last time we had one, I was like, <laughs> after the show, like, I don't want to clean this up, but it's for the fans. It's it's what we what we thrive for and what the fans want. So let's go for it. Yeah, thank definitely. God I'm not that match. I'm not ready to to, to go on in that match, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of, of those guys. That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned Speedball Mike Bailey, and I did see a, like a little bit of controversy online. Uh, a few days ago, like what side is he going to be on, you know? And then he eventually did choose IWS, which is his home territory. What does it mean to IWS that Mike Bailey was, uh, he chose you guys? Well, he better. 
Otherwise, <laughs> going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it, it, it means a lot to have someone like as big as Speedball Mike Bailey behind us. Like, personally, Speedball Mike Bailey was my coach with, uh, with, with superstar Shane Hawk. Like, they're the ones who trained me. And uh, every, like, from time to time, I reached out to him, like, to get some advice. So it would have been, like, kind of messed up. He chose GCW over us. <laughs> It would have been awkward if he was on the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's going to be a fun show. Um, is it going to be like streaming or anything, or is it like just for the people there? It's going to be available on the Fight Network. Oh, awesome. Uh, IWS, is is, IWS is available throughout the world. And I, a lot of countries in the world, like not just, I know we're in Europe, in the US, in Canada. There's a lot of. Ill, it's uh, more. I think it's over fifty countries in the world. We're on the Fight Network. Awesome, awesome. And you are in a tag team called Amazingly Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about yes. Amazingly Sweet. Well, Chris, it's uh, Amazingly Sweet. Is me and my friend Chris Terra. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Terra and I. She's the sweetest pea, and I'm Alex Alex May. So May So together, we're Amazingly Sweet. Oh. Uh, it came. You know, we came together. Uh, we're we're good friends, and like I I have a <laughs> I drive my car from the dojo, and like she used public transport and came. We became friends because I was driving her home, and like we got this. We kind of bonded through like those drives, and uh, our styles mesh really well together, and we kind of have the same vibe. We we. We kind of have the same energy when we come out. Like even like last show, last IWS show in January, we both have had singles match, and we did not like speak speak with each other, but we both won the same way. Oh wow! <laughs> so you guys kind of like think the same almost. Exactly, like it's chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, tag teams who kind of know what the other person is thinking are the most successful tag teams, really. Exactly. And what is fun about like teaming with someone like Cristero, Cristero, who is an amazing, uh, an amazing women's wrestler. Booker, if you, if you, if you would be interested, she's really amazing. You'll see her in everywhere in the next couple of years. But like we both, we can work as a team, but we can both work individually also. Like we, we are great as singles, but we can also even are greater as a team. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, one I was looking at your Twitter earlier, and one thing that that just kept popping up, and I just kept noticing, uh, was that you're retweeting some Spice Girls stuff. Are you a yes. big Spice Girls fan? Yes, I love the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick story. Uh, a long time ago, I was uh, I was dating this girl, and uh, we were at another girl's, like a friend of hers' house, and they said they decided that we we're going to watch Spice World. And I was outvoted two to one, so I had to sit there and endure it. <laughs> and I know uh, for you that'll probably be fun because you like them. Tell us, tell us about your uh, your love for the Spice Girls. Well, it started all when I was a young kid, like I was ten years old, and like seeing those five beautiful women singing together, and I don't know, it it kind of clicked with me, and like the Spice Girls and. I remember in 2007, they did their reunion tour. I went wow, there I with both that. my sisters. Like, they came in Montreal. Like, we were fan, fanboying, girling, like, over there. Me and my sisters. It's 
I, I, well, it's it's the nineties and the early two thousands, so it's my it's my childhood. So yeah, yeah. Where from? And like personally, like I love Spice World. Like I've got a big container of uh, old DVDs. I got rid of a lot of, of DVDs, but like my Spice, sorry, my Spice World is still in there. Like even though I'm not I'm not looking watching it, like it's still there. It's still <laughs> just old, in case you need it. <laughs> it's a terrible movie, but like. Oh yeah, you're watching it. It's like, oh, it's fun. <laughs> you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those movies that are it's dumb, but you just get lost in the fun of it. Exactly. Hell yeah, that's cool, man. I'll tell you this though: uh, when that first single came out, uh, "What You Want" or "Tell Me What You Want" or whatever it's called, "Wanna Be." Uh, there we go. Yeah, "Wanna Be." That song is very catchy. I'll tell you. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we got the Spice Girls fun out of the way. Uh, let's get into <laughs> let's get into you a little bit. Uh, were you born and raised in Montreal? Actually, well, I'm I'm from the South Shore, of Montreal. I'm in the suburbs. I'm in Saint Hubert. I was born and raised in Saint Hubert, so I say Montreal because it's the great, it's the biggest city close by. Yeah, but, right. Uh, where people kind of know it's okay. Like I would, I tell people San Francisco, but I, I don't live in San Francisco. Exactly. So I'm born and raised here in Saint Hubert. My parents live like I just. I'm here home, but like I just, just before I was at my parents, they live 10 minutes away. I've got one of my sisters that live five minutes away. I'm born and raised here. Like I went to, my nephews went to the the same high school that I, that I used to go. Oh, wow. And like that, like it's, and while it's where I was raised and it's where I've always belonged, it's where I think I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. unless something bigger comes. No. Right. More opportunities. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, do you speak French? Yes. Fr- actually, French is my first language. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And uh, did you learn English in school or did you learn English the way Kevin Owens did by watching wrestling? Well, wrestling was a, a lot of help. Like, I, I learned it in school, of course, because we have mandatory classes. But for me, I learned English while watching wrestling. And traveling. So, yes, wrestling helped a lot, especially when you're watching weekly weekly program and it's not translated in French. You need to learn what's what's happening. Yeah. You need to follow up. Especially, like, well, back in the days, was, it was only WWE that was available for me. But uh, back in those days, like, you, you need to follow, like, what, if you want to know what's going to happen, you need to know what's happening right now. <laughs> Even though, like, you like to, to see them fight together, but you want to know why they're fighting. Right, right. Especially WWE is so promo heavy. Mm, exactly. Yeah, like, like you know, I don't speak Spanish, but, like, I can sit down and watch, like, AAA, right? Uh, Lucha mm-hmm. Libre. There's not a lot of promos there, though. They're just mostly action. You kind of follow the action along. But, yeah, definitely, if you want to see WWE, you should learn English because there's a lot of promos there. And yeah, I guess nowadays exactly. it doesn't matter because they translate in every language, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, well, here in Canada, we don't have access to WWE Network or or Peacock. You don't have either? Um, we we can have access to WWE Network, but we need to have access through a cable company. Like, it's super complicated. Whoa. Like, for you in the States, like Netflix. But for us, it needs to go through a ton of things. So it's, it's so it's tougher. But like I, even though like it, there's a lot of promos, but like you still want to know what their the commentators are talking about. 
Yeah, you're right about the King that. King and too. JR were talking all the time. Like, you want to know what they're what they're saying? Yeah. Why are they there? And it's funny too because, like, for me, uh, English is obviously my 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 only language, really. Um, but I feel like watching wrestling as much as I have really expanded my vocabulary. <laughs> in, yeah, a, in use, a good way or not? Yeah, I use a lot of words. Learn a like, lot of words. What was that? In, in, in watching wrestling, like you, you learn a lot of that language too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's for, for sure. Uh, I, I didn't mean it bad though. Like I use a lot of words. And like uh, like you know words and stuff, and I'll be like, oh man, I I learned that in wrestling. I learned that from Jim Ross. Or I learned that from Eric Bischoff. <laughs> but yeah, good time. That Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's completely like a stuck pig. <laughs> Not like that though. Oh man. Hey, so uh, at what point in your life did you like start getting into wrestling? Like, where did you like discover it? When I was really young, like when I was around ten, my neighbor Tanya. Was a huge wrestling. She 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 idolized Lita, and she was like, "One day I'll be a wrestler and things like that." And I remember, like for me, I wasn't impacted much by, it. like I saw I saw I saw it for what it was like people pretend uh, people fighting, like for no real reasons. But what really happened it was I was fourteen years old when it clicked in my head. Hey, we were flipping channels on 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 a Monday night, and we're like looking for something to watch with me, and my sister, and then we we come by we come by like WWE Raw. Then at first, like it looks dumb. What is it? it looks dumb? Let's watch it. But then you get invested, like because at first, like let's watch it. Why not? But then you get invested with what's happening. Like you want to know more. Personally, like I remember. Last time I did an interview, my sister came back and came back to me. So she told me, "Like you forgot to, be- to talk about the hurricane. I used to love the hurricane. Oh yeah, and the I'm, hurricane. Yes, staying back because there was a hurricane coming through. I was a huge <laughs> fan because, like, it was silly, it was goofy, and also I saw a little bit of myself in him. Like when you think about wrestling, you think of especially like in early two thousands, you think about these big, huge guys." And big muscular guy as well. Like Hurricane was big and muscular. I know he's six feet tall, but like next to Kane and next to Triple H and stuff like that, he looks small. So Whoa. I saw myself like you. You don't need to be a giant. You don't need to be doing those crazy, crazy power bombs and power moves that you to be a, an incredible wrestler. And then I discovered Rey Mysterio, and. And then it it rolled like a ball, and I was also a huge, a huge fan of Stratus. <laughs> For me, the the feud that really got me into wrestling was the Trish and Victoria storyline, and then they add Jazz to it later. So it was like that got me into it, and then Trish and Chris Jericho together, or not. So like you get invested in those story. So it was two thousand two. <laughs> wow, and it's funny. I just looked it up. I did not believe you when you said Hurricane was six feet tall, but he is. It's true. Well, he's he's, he's built as six feet tall. I never met him. I'm pretty sure he's taller than I am. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, he, you're right. Though he looks somebody. he looks so small uh, compared to like uh, the big, you know, Triple H and and The Rock and all those other guys. Mm-hmm. It's 
crazy. I never realized he was so big. He's taller than I am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he could bully me. He could bully me if he wanted to. <laughs> he wouldn't. Though. He's too nice supposed to, to be a superhero. <laughs> I like. I. You know what? I really liked him a lot uh, in those days. Uh, I remember. I'll never forget that Royal Rumble where he was. He thought he was in a choke slam, Triple H and Stone Cold at the same time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he it thought. Like, it, it was a goof. It was it. Like I, I always love like those silly characters too. Like I love Santino. Like those characters yeah. that makes you laugh because like that's the fun part about wrestling. It's not. It's for everyone. If you're looking for. If you're looking for drama, there's drama. If you're looking for comedy, there's comedy. If you're looking for horror, there's horror. Like, there's something for everyone in every single company. Yeah, like, no, so wrestling is home. the ultimate variety show. Really? Like, even, like, and we're talking about, like, WWE, like, even on indie shows, there's there's enough for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there are eight to, eight to ten matches on multiple shows, like, you may you will probably find what you're looking for. Like I remember I I brought some friends to my first few couple show uh, my first few shows with IWS and like my friends are not wrestling fans. But even though like they're not wrestling fans, I do remember like when <laughs> they were texting me like I hope you're first or something like that. <laughs> and, so they can leave, but yeah. I remember once they came and my match was supposed to be like second match on the show, and then cards addict changed. I was after intermission, oh, so they okay. were, but like didn't complain because they figured they they got with the crowd. Like there, there's people yelling for it's like a rock show. Like you don't know why you're why you're yelling, but you're just getting into it. You're yelling with everyone. You you don't like. That guy cheats, so you're booing, even though you don't know who it is. Like, <laughs> you don't know what's his character, but, like, you're getting into it. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, it makes them kind of want to see what's going to happen next. And then people exactly. have some, people get hooked. Yeah. From now, some of my friends are like, what's happening with that guy? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, good. well, come see the show. You'll know. <laughs> Does your friend? I don't know if you still know your friend Tanya. Oh no, no Tanya. Tanya's been a long time since I saw her. Like, but she, I texted her like a couple of weeks ago, and she wanted to know like what was happening with me because I post a lot on my social media about wrestling, and like she saw like my growth. From oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah. the reason why I asked about her is because wherever she is. I hope that she is very happy that Lita is uh, one half of the women's tag team champions. No, true. True. <laughs> 2023. Yeah. That's Who crazy. could have imagined? Right? That is really crazy. That is really, that's really crazy. Uh, so, so you start to get into wrestling. You, you like the hurricane. You like Trish. And you're watching it. Uh, how do you go from, from enjoying it to going, this is what I want to do? Well, what what's good, cool about wrestling? It's like we mentioned earlier; it's it's a variety show, and it's. I was all I, when I was younger. I always wanted to be an actor, and or a comedian or something like that, and I was always super athletic. Like I not like I never did any really sport any sports, 
but I was really always like I was I've we're doing uh we're doing classes like in at the IDBS dojo and like people are asking me like how do you do cartwheels and I look at them like I don't remember like I've been doing them since I'm four years old (laughs) (laughs) always just like natural to you at this point exactly I know I know how to control my body I know where my body is going to land and like I've got good and so spatial intelligence about my body. Wow. And it, it, when I saw wrestling actually, like it clicked. That's like, this is the theater aspect with the physical aspect together, meshed together in the perfect harmony. And what brought me actually to start doing is start wrestling. Actually, like it was always in the back of my mind, like, you should go, you should try, you should go to a dojo, just try or something. The My first issue was most of the wrestling training school were far from where I live. And, but the, what made me go for it, it was, I was really in dark place personally. Like I was, I had a terrible job. All my friends were getting like, having kids, getting married and stuff like that while I was by myself doing nothing, being sad. So I was like, okay, Alex, you always put it, put it on the, on the sidelines, like, try it. What are you going to lose? Yeah. Where's going to lose one evening where you're going to wallow in your sadness at home? Like, yeah. Right. At that point, you're already like kind of rock bottom, kind of depressed. You know, you were in a job you didn't like. What, what, what do you really have to lose? Exactly. So and now and now like it's my happy place. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because if you would have convinced yourself not to do it or or just that you weren't that you weren't good enough or you know, whatever people convince themselves, then who knows where you'd be right now and you probably wouldn't be as happy as you are. Exactly. Exactly. Like I I'm like we we were all we are all our mo- we are all our most critical critique. We're all worst critique. To yeah, each other. that's when I first started doing comedy. Before actually, before I even actually did comedy, my who my she's my wife now. Uh, but we were writing together, and she told me, "You're your own worst critic." And mm-hmm. I just I try to remember that sometimes when I'm like, "Oh, I'm terrible. I'm this. I'm that." That uh, people don't see me sometimes as badly as I see myself. Mm-hmm. And this and like. That's where I was heading. Like, if I'm my own worst critique, like, what? Why should I do it? Like, why should? Why sh- can't I do it? Like, yes, I'm small. Yes, I'm not in the best shape of my life. But like now, at my stage of my life, like I, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself. Honestly, like I, I've never been this hot. <laughs> Because <laughs> like now I'm confident, I'm happy with myself, I'm proud of who I am. Like that that all came from wrestling. It was like an escape for me, it was like my safety net. It was something to bring me back, like bring me joy. Like some my family does my parents don't like it that I do it, but like it's what brings me joy. It's yeah. what it, it's my happy place. Definitely. That's cool. That's good. I'm glad that that you're able to do that. Um, And, you know, I'm glad that you didn't tell yourself that you couldn't do it for whatever reasons, you know. And you mentioned not being in the best shape of your life. 
you know, you're you're pretty young. I'm sure you still have a little, you know, some ways to go, some time to go. Uh, but what about compared to when you first started to now? Exactly. Now I'm now I'm in fantastic shape. Like I've got I've got a personal trainer that follows me. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm pr- I pride myself in, uh, of saying I'm under ten percent of body fat. Wow. Like, and like, especially for it's something tough, especially for someone that my size, like 10% of 140 pounds, if it's 14 pounds. So I've got less than 14 pounds of fat on me. That's, that's crazy. You're like a regular Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember Lex I Luger used to brag about uh, uh, body fat. I forgot what he said he had, but yeah. I think a lot less than 14, no offense. <laughs> I wish I was that ripped, but like I'm happy with how I look. Yeah, I, I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm like, and it shows. Like, and I think and I think that, you're you're just gonna get better and better from here. You know, it's it's only a start. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, how did you go from uh, you know you can do this, you want to do this, to like actually getting to getting into the dojo and starting to do it? Well, like I mentioned, it was really like being in a dark place, like being really sad, like, let's do it. I went there for one one uh, one free lesson. They, like, did you had the, the idea of a dojo, the first lesson is free just to, if you want to try. And then the first time I tried, like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm not, I'm not that terrible I, as I think. And then it kept sm- snowballing, like, it kept going and going and going. Like, I do remember, and I started training in 2019. And in October of 2019, it was Canadian Thanksgiving, the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. And on the Thursday, I got concussed. Oh, so you just started. Like, I was still in in training. I wasn't, like, having matches or anything like that. Like, I was really in training. Oh, you concussed in training. Wow. And like something silly happened, I took a bad bump, a bad bump, like and fell to the ground. Like my coach and my coach Shane Hawk like looked at me like, "Alex, are you okay?" I stepped outside the ring like, "Yes, I'm okay." And then next next moment, I wake up, I'm on I'm on the floor like, "Alex, you fell. I don't think you're okay. I think you did a concussion." So after my concussion, like I was like, "Okay, I'm done." Like if if it's that's what happened, I'm done. So like I remember I send back everything that I ordered, like my shoes and like my oh, knee pad and like that. Like I just got them like from Amazon. So I, I send them back. And then, sorry, uh, in December, like I took time to heal. And in December, they were having a battle royal uh, at the IWS uh, well, Christmas uh, Christmas uh, show. It's, what was it called? Uh well, it's the holiday shows, and uh, they were having a battle royal, and they, they like to fill it with the students, like show show promise, and like the ones that show up and the ones that can actually wrestle. Yeah, the ones that think they can and, kind of count on. Yeah, exactly. And like I, I was like, I'll, uh, I'll do this one, and like I'll be, I'll be happy because like I, I'll say like I've done it. I wrestled once at a match on. With a crowd like in front of a ton of people at Club Soda. And then I had the match. I stayed in the match like 60 seconds. But, but like I was proud of myself. And then 
I was like, no, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. And then on the the following week, we have a private group on Facebook with our all of our students uh, telling us like what's happening when ours the when our practice and stuff like that. And the promoter Manny told us like, okay, next show is January in that date in January. The bet the two students who shows the most promise with the with the trainers, like the ones who showed up the most and stuff and stuff like that, will have their first match. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is gonna be me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving up on myself. This is gonna be me. I'm gonna put extra effort. I'm gonna be back in that in that dojo. I'm gonna have that that match, and I did. <laughs> Oh well, like, that's awesome. I'm. Uh, that's that's something I say. I say like in my family, like I say that with my best friend. Like back in antiquity, like in the ancient Greece, they had like their gods for everything, like the god of wine, the god of sun. Like I'm pretty sure I was a god of pride. <laughs> <laughs> like they they had their statues my face because like. There's not, there's no one more pride than the people in my family. Cause if we set our mind to something, we'll do it. And don't try to change my mind. So then it snowballed. It kept going. Like I never gave up. So I kept, it kept going and going. Like I had my first match right before pandemic, like in February of 2020, I had my first match and then pandemic hits. That we're we're in trouble, but like we started, we everything got closed in Canada. In June, in June, we were able to have um, to have practice, but no contact practice with with masks. And then kept going, and then in August we had a taping for TV. It was really like there were no fans. It was completely silent. Like everyone wore masks, and everything was it was sterile. But like. In and the the head coach is Shane Hawk told us like we'll have a group of students, and I was part of that group of students because I kept showing up and kept giving and kept working on it, like trying to get better. And especially at that time, speedball came in and started uh, started being trainer or the idea best dojo because he was also stuck in Canada, like oh yeah, because nobody could really go anywhere. Exactly. Wow, that's 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 amazing. So, how long did you quote unquote done? Like a month, two months, something like that. And that I done what? When you said that you were done with wrestling. No, well, I it was it was the my it was a month and a half of recovery. Okay, like oh, when so I was recovering it was, from my. It was basically just the time that you recovered from the concussion. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you just were done because you had to like <laughs> that time. Exactly. Just the time to say, like, it's not made for me. Like, I'm not sure. Like, just to go back and, <laughs> and like, just the time to get back into it. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, was the Battle Royal your first match in front of audience? Yeah, it was. That's cool. It was. That's it's cool. like, it's one of those moments, like, if I, if I see it again, like, I've come so far now. <laughs> From that poor little, little kid that was there, like, I've come so far from what, what that little boy that came in the ring. Like no one knew. Now they know my name. Now 
they know what's happening with me and who's that guy. And then it's just crazy that you have your first your first official match in February, and then a month later, it's just everything is shut down. You know, it's like you're just right about to reach for your dreams, and everything gets shut down. What was it like for you uh, going from wrestling in front of an audience to wrestling in front of no audience? Well, personally, I I call COVID my blessing in in disguise regarding wrestling because like I had my first match in front of a crowd, yes, but it was, but. Like, I put the effort in, but, like, I wasn't ready for a real match. Like, it was a tag team match, of course. So, like, it was me and a trainer against a student and trainers. Like, so the two rookies were never in the ring together. So it was always a good oh, way to protect ourselves. But yeah. uh, it was always a good way to protect each other. But like, it's almost like uh, like a mixed tag, right? Like, yeah. when the men are in the ring, the, the women are on the outside, and then vice versa. So, like... When like one of the rookies is in, then one of the veterans is in, and then when the rookie tags out, the veteran tag out. Exactly. So why do I call like a coin like blessing in disguise? Just because, like, I wanted to be on the March show. Like, I had my first match. So, like, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I want to do more. But, like, with with the, with three years from from it, like now, like I wasn't ready. Like, I was I was a nervous wreck. Like, even now, I'm still getting nervous, but, like, now at least I know my moves. I have a move set, and, like, I have things built. The Back then, like, I wanted to be on the March on the March show, but, like, I wasn't, I wasn't as ready as I was when, like, we did the tapings in August. Like, I had really good coaching on what to do, what to expect, what to build around me, and how to build my character and build my move set, like, work my strengths work my weaknesses too and like be able to have a really a complete singles match by myself. So like when the August tapings came, like I knew more, I was more ready. Like, cause I had, I was, well, people really told us like how to build a match and how really how to build a move set around what your strengths and their, your weaknesses and like work with your partners. They really, it's a sharing space, like in the ring together. It's really working together. It's like, it's even better. And like, even and in 2021, when like everything was back open, like now is full on ready. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you took the time to kind of polish and get a little bit better and just learn more about yourself and more about what you were going to do in the ring in that time. Yeah. And it was it was a good time for everything just kind of slowed down a little bit, and we were able to just kind of look at things with a different, with a fine tooth comb almost. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like that's awesome. And, uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you just uh, uh, what was it like for you then coming out of the pandemic, wrestling in front of audiences again. It felt it felt quite energizing. Like feeling a crowd is quite different than being by in silent. In silence, like you get, you get to hear the people and get to interact with them. You get their energy, even though like they don't know who you are. You still want to get more. You still want to hear them. Still want their their reaction, and it, it fuels you to get. Sorry, it fuels you to be even be even more and give even more, and it gives you even more energy to go back and do it again. And, like, you want to prove to them, like, who you are, especially, like, 
when uh, when pandemic was well over, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, it was like for for them to see me, it was like, who's that guy? Like, who's that guy with a crop top and really short shorts? Like, except that I know that his, uh, most of his ass is out. Why would I care for him? Who's that guy? So, like, coming back and, like, showing them even more and, like, starting, like, I wanted, I wanted them to care for me and, and or boo me, like, get a, get a good reaction. And, like, he came back and came back and came back and, like, now they know my name. Now, like, they chant my name when, they, when I'm in trouble and, like, I... No, I love this interaction. Wow. You know, um, back to the WWE stuff, you know, I, I've been watching like a lot of Seth Rollins, you know, and Seth Rollins was just this kid. He was he, like, like just Kevin Owens. He was like a nobody, you know, he gets into wrestling and he, you know, he doesn't have any family in wrestling. He's just like a first generation guy and he comes to the ranks and now he's, he can just wiggle his finger and 20,000 20, people are singing, right? And so for you to say, nobody knew who you were. Who is this guy in this crop top? And now people are chanting your name. Like, how do you, how do you go from that to like, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I it's bet amazing, it is. It's amazing, but I know, I know it's not only me. I know it's a lot coming from the matches I had, my opponents that I had. Like, it's a lot from, a lot of help from your, my promoters. Like, I I know it's not a, I know it's not like all my work. Right. I know it's there's a big machine behind me. I know there's there are people like that that they are that that are vying for me and they want me to succeed. So I don't want to let them down either. Yeah. Right. And you know what though you're right and all those people are in place. All that support is in place, but you still wouldn't succeed if it wasn't for you. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yes, yeah. yes. Well, I like I always thank a lot of people like in my life. Like last week, I spoke with people. Like I thank them. Like but like he he always reminds me. Like it's all you. It's you. You did. It. You're doing it by yourself. Like I I owe those people a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean. There's a lot of good people in place for you. I really think that's awesome. Shane Hawk, I, I interviewed Shane Hawk a couple of months ago. I really like him. He's an awesome person, and he has a really good head for wrestling. Oh, yes. Yes, especially having having Shane Hawk around, like, like on my shoulder, like, hearing him and, like, having <laughs> his words of wisdom. Like, uh, Shane Hawk and I have, are the same age. and But, like, he's got 20 years of experience in wrestling. So, like... He's right there in my shoulder. Like I'm listening to every every single word of wisdom that he says. Like he knows what he went through. He knows what's good for the business. He knows what's good for you. So yeah. it's funny you say you're the same age as him, right? But yeah, he has a lot more. Like he's a lot older in wrestling. Yeah, he keeps saying like, "Oh, I'm old. I'm old." And I look at him like, <laughs> "Dude, I'm one month older than you. Like, I'm older <laughs> in wrestling age. I'm older in wrestling years." It's hilarious. <laughs> That is hilarious. Uh, speaking of Shane Hawk, uh, tell us about the new uh, performance center, uh, the new the new uh, dojo for IWS. Yes, uh, last end of last year we moved to a new dojo in Montreal, and now we've got 
It's really more spacious. It's more available. It's easier to reach out. And like now it's our own space. Like we've got, <laughs> we've got eat, like, which is something we did not used to have before. Like, uh, we have two rings. We have a full gym equip equipment. We do, uh, they're planning on putting turf. So we, and now we're, we're putting on even more classes for students because, uh, before it used to be Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Now, now there's Monday classes. There's still Tuesdays. There's, uh, now Thursday is advanced and third and Sunday, Sunday, there are now two classes. So it's really so it's really available for everyone, and it helps a lot. Like the new students progress way more. Yeah, because we sure want them to be successful as as soon as possible, and like and and uh, well, we are all doing it together. Like I'm I'm teach uh, I well I'm teaching the Tuesdays class. I've got my friend Nathan Yarimovich who's doing the Mondays class. And uh, Shane Hogg's supervising. Uh, Shane Hogg's doing the Sunday and Thursdays class. So we're like all helping out for everyone to reach out their full potential. That's incredible. I didn't even know you were teaching classes. What is it that you're teaching specifically? Well, for me, it's a uh, for me, it's a class for everyone. On Monday, it's a, it's a beginner's class. For me, it's a class for everyone. So it depends on who's there and who's not, okay. who's coming and who's not coming. So I'm like I'm just four years in, so I try. I try to do like things I know and I'm comfortable with, but like there's a lot of new students, especially like since the new year came in, like every week there's at least one new student. And so we're trying to improve everyone together. So try different new things, different here and there, but still vying for everyone to be successful and trying to learn new things. And like, even though you're, we're doing the same thing over and over, like you want to always be better. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Uh, I mean, look at you. You're four years in and you're teaching classes already. Like there is definitely something that you're doing right. That's for sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, talk about your name. So. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I said I hope so. <laughs> talk about your name. Alex Mays. Uh, where does your name come from? Well, Alex, my well, Alex is a short name for my first real name, like which is Alexandre, but Alexandre doesn't have a real a real good sound in English. So it's just Alex and Maze. I wanted like, I wanted something, something that means something like I, it makes a maze because like, I wanted like a small, small, quick, small, quick thinking thing. Cause, cause I want to be amazing. Like I want to amaze out and like, and I want the crowd to know what, what I'm all about. Like I'm the festive firework. I'm here to amaze the crowd. Like I'm here to set the spectacle up. So it's really like I'm here. Let's be amazed. Let's have some fun. Definitely, and I I think that's that's a great a great name and a great goal. I guess kind of uh, because you know what you do in the ring, like you said, people go, "Who is this guy in the crop top?" And then you amaze them and they chant your name. Exactly. Like so, it's a good way to remember it. Yeah, that's true. I am so amazed. What's this guy's name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, you are. Go... Oh, well, I did try to go through different gimmicks, try to 
tried to do different things like with my with my character like i at first i i well i'm part of the lgbtq community so i wanted to to be like that big that big um that big gay character but like i realized like that's not who i am no being gay yes that's who i am but that's not all i am like they i back in the days they they there was one promoter that tried to reach out to me like oh you should do like this and this and like be super gay like it's not it's not who i am and it's not comfortable and it's not like they always say you want to be like you but 110 percent of you and like alex maze is 110 percent of alexandre so it's like it's alex times 100 yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome uh the festive firework mm-hmm Absolutely. I was going to mention that. So I did see that you are a proud LGBT uh, plus representative. So yes. how does that, how do you feel like uh, being somebody that, that is part of that community and then you go out there and like, you're almost like a role model for these young people who, who kind of don't know what they are, what they want to do or where their place in life is going to be. Well, I want to be something that like, maybe I did not see when I was younger. Like now now everyone has more access to more information, so which is wonderful. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I had a match this weekend, Saturday. I wrestled my friend Katrina Creed, and uh, we were in the country, uh, in in Quebec. We were in the country, and while we were driving, we're wondering who's gonna get booed more: the non the non white woman or the non straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad too that you have to have. I mean, it's funny, but it's kind of sad too. They had those conversations. Yeah, and uh, and I was booed more. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Made, but like, you got your it's, answer. It, it's just like trying to reach out and like be who you are, and like when I was watching wrestling, there were no like characters like like me. There was Rico, but Rico was a spoof. It was yeah, kind of yeah. insulting. Rico when, was like a like a parody character. When you when you think about it, like now, it's kind of insulting in twenty twenty three. Like I remember, I was on a show like a couple of years ago, and they put me in tag team match with uh, in tag team match, and my partner was someone who was doing a character like this, and and I spoke with my I spoke with the book afterwards. Like I was like. Please don't book like I don't mind like this character, but please don't book me in the same match as him. Like it, he's insulting me. Like because I spoke with the guy, like he was like, "No, I'm married with three kids." Like okay, so oh, yeah, he's just, right. Yeah, so it's you're like... just depi- depicting the LGBTQ community like a bunch of of gropers, and like I everyone wants to make out with everyone. It's like no, that's not oh. who we are. But I I still have my pride and like I'm not interested with everyone. I'm, I I stand up for myself and like that's not that's not who we are. Right, and that person's not a good represented representation of that community. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's understandable. It's like it's like if uh, you know you put like a Hispanic wrestler with a guy who pretends to be Hispanic but is doesn't know anything about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> like it, it's it. Well, let's just say it's from a different era. Like it used to work like in the eighties and nineties, but yeah, we're, we're thirty years later. So let's grow up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. You know, thirty years ago, you know, before internet, you could probably get away with doing a gimmick that is nothing like the real the real personality, I guess, or whatever you want to say. But yeah, nowadays it's a little bit different and a little bit more like kind of insulting because it's like, hey, we kind of know the difference now. So uh, you're, you know, you're being weird. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, definitely understand that. Uh, what are some of your goals for this year in, in wrestling? I, I This year I set myself one goal. I want one goal, which is, in, which is two parts, but together. I want to take a plane and wrestle like I want to I want to wrestle elsewhere and I want to take like I want to wrestle and I've taken the plane with with it like I want to travel and wrestle together yeah that's a good goal to have have you flown before yes okay yes, okay but not when for wrestling I, yeah not for wrestling exactly like I used to work for Air Canada before so I was traveling oh. <laughs> So you may even be able to have connections when you when you travel. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> At least it's before the pandemic. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's been a while. <laughs> a long time. That's cool, man. That's cool. Hey, well, uh, thank you so much for joining me. It's been super fun talking to you. Thank you for an invitation. I, I hope we can do it again soon. <laughs> yeah, not too soon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. Uh, you want to plug your social media? Yes, well, I'm available on at the Alex Mays on everything on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you can find me uh, on IWS on on IWS and on the Fight Network with IWS. Uh, in the next, uh, I'm also I'm also on Friday Night Speedball this Friday, March 10th. I'll Ooh. be defending Friday Night Speedball Championship probably. <laughs> I'm the first and only Friday Night Speedball Champion. And uh, so you you can see me quite everywhere. Like, and also on YouTube, you can find me on at the Alex Mays on YouTube. Uh, you can find a couple of matches of mine on there. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, good luck to you and to your whole crew on Saturday. I hope you guys kick GCW's butt. Oh, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can find me at Funky Sam Medina and on Twitter at PWM Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you.